Hello. Welcome to another finger. It's been quite a while since I've recorded a podcast. I think the last one was probably early January. At least that's what it is in my head. I haven't looked. And I don't really, I don't know. I don't pay that much attention to that type of thing. (laughs) So a lot has happened and changed since the last podcast. So if you are caught up with the podcast, you'll know that my partner Jay and I are expecting our first child soon. In fact, she is due to arrive Thursday, the 25th of May. So I am hoping for the 26th of May because I've been told that this year, in many traditions, the Buddha's birthday will be recognized on the 26th of May. And if you know anything about her conception, which you do not, (laughs) um, it would make uh, perfect sense. And... uh, kind of a kind of close a circle if you will um i don't know maybe i'll talk about that in another podcast doubtful but maybe it comes up organically i don't know i guess it's probably not cool to talk about those things with people especially people that you don't know but here i am largely unknown except for those of you who know me. And perhaps I'll keep it that way for a while, I don't know. Anyways, I've been wanting to record every week. Uh, That was my goal Um, starting, you know, January 1st. I was like, I'm going to find the time to record at least a little bit of something every week. And just keep plugging along. Um, But alas, that has not happened. And that is okay. Jay and I have been pretty busy over the last few months. And it seems like we have spent a lot of our free time nesting or preparing our tiny home to accommodate a tiny human being. We have also taken our last childless vacation together which I've been told is called a baby moon. We went to Big Sur, California for a few days, and it was pretty spectacular. Um, Just the scenery is amazing. Uh, The temperatures were perfect, a little bit rainy, sunny, just great. And if you don't know where that is, it's... um, basically central California, but on the coast and some of the most gorgeous highway and ocean and rock formations and just an incredible place. So that was really cool. It was my first time there. So we've also attended several concerts, eaten out at some of our favorite restaurants, read and listened to many books, some about parenting, some not. We've also taken childbirthing classes and learning as much as we can to ensure that this child has a happy and healthy environment in which to grow. 
It's definitely been a busy few months, but today I have decided that it is time for me to record what will likely be my final words as a childless man before everything changes and I become a father. When I say before everything changes, I do not exactly mean that literally. What I mean is that I expect a major shift in perspective, which in some way is everything. We interpret everything around us and inside of us as we look through the filter of our individualized perspectives. None of us sees the exact same thing. I am reminded of an art school class called Perspective Drawing, where the most basic way to accomplish this perspective is to draw a horizontal line with two vanishing points, one on each side, and a vertical line somewhere in the middle to represent the corner of a building, say. We'll just use that as an example. It is a way to represent cleanly what is being seen and almost uniformly from one person to the next. But I always felt it to be a bit too mechanical. It's unlikely, due to our personal perspective filters, that any two of us see a building the same, even if we stand at the same spot. I may be slightly taller than you, or you may have better vision than me. If I stand in this place first, then the light will likely have shifted ever so slightly before you stand on this very spot. Each of us also brings a catalog of buildings we have previously seen and will be bored or excited depending on the meaning we attach based on our history of looking at buildings, intentionally or not. This is to say, and I could go on for days and days of countless examples, but I'll bore you no further with this analogy, our perspectives are all different. These filters are an accumulation of all we have taken in throughout our lives, consciously or subconsciously. So, I'm expecting that with the birth of our child, my perspective will shift in such a profound way that everything will change within me. People have often said to me of late, Are you ready? And I look at them with what must be a blank stare. I wonder, how could I possibly be ready? I have almost no idea what is coming my way. I mean, yeah, we have a crib and a car seat and diapers, but am I ready? I do not know. I do believe, however, that I'm ready for the unknown, for the challenge, for the widening of experience and the expanse of the yin-yang. I am aware that opening up to a greater sense of love also opens me up to an equally greater sense of despair. They simply go together. I also know that this experience will likely be one of my greatest teachers. At 43 years old, I have friends who are done raising their children, and a couple who are grandfathers. I am sure they have wisdom that I cannot yet grasp, yet I am grateful for my age and what it's brought to me over the years. I've not yet had children for many reasons, all of which can be distilled down to one simple reason, I have not been ready. I am hoping my extra years of self-examination and exploration have brought a certain level of wisdom to becoming the father I wish to become, wisdom that I would not have found otherwise, 
or perhaps found when it was a little too late. I've had plenty of time to find myself, to experiment, to self-indulge, to be selfish, to be idealistic, to search for the meaning of life, and to lose myself. I've spent plenty of time and money toward the accumulation of stuff, toward the alteration of normal waking consciousness. I've read about and studied a variety of topics. I've spent hours and hours in books trying to make sense of this life and trying to improve my mental state to become a better person, more compassionate, understanding, loving, patient, etc., I've spent just as much time or more in meditation, on and off of a cushion, with the same intention, most recently with a Tibetan Buddhist group at my local gampa, or temple, at least once a week, for nearly a year now. All of this, I now see, was not for me, but so that I might be a slightly better father than I would have been, say, 20 years ago. I can't even imagine being able to step into fatherhood as I look back on my life. Yet I know that if I had become a father then, I would not have continued on the path which led me here. I'm sure I would have grown up quicker or resented that I hadn't been able to do certain things, irresponsible things, no doubt, because of my fatherly duties. The whole of my past has led me to this moment and has built up and torn down many filters through which I now view the world, all of which is subject to change. That is my biggest takeaway from all that I have deliberately put myself through. Everything changes. Nothing is exempt from this fact. So, I'm expecting that once again, when our little girl arrives, my perspective will change. I will no longer be able to see that structure whatever that may be, with the same eyes. And I am excited about that. A state of altered consciousness I have yet to grasp. These past few months have been peppered with an infinite number of lasts. Our last trip together, without a child. Our last winter. Our last concert. Our last festival. Our last date. Our last uninterrupted sleeps. Our last weekend. Our last walks around the park. And for me, my last days of living only for myself. Yet, I have not viewed a single one of these countless lasts with the slightest feeling of despondency or sadness because I know that as the number of lasts pile up and fall away, they make room for countless firsts. First breath, first cry, first look in the eye. First feed, first diaper change, first laugh, first word, first sigh, first step, first goodbye. How will I handle all of these? I have no idea, but I'm excited to see. I just hope to give her and Jay and each moment the best of my attention. I am under no illusion that this will be without its hardships. I accept and expect them, for what great thing has been accomplished that hasn't brought with it great hardships to overcome? It is in doing difficult things that we build character and find joy and a sense of satisfaction and pride in ourselves. 
This is the fire in which true personal greatness is forged. We begin our lives with one of the most difficult and painful experiences as we are born. Our heads and bodies become squeezed and compressed as we spend hours slowly sliding down the birth canal, only to open our eyes to blindingly bright lights and sharp sounds, our lungs suddenly filled with the sting of air, and our bodies suddenly wrapped in coarse fabric. Suddenly starving as we realize we have been physically separated from our only source of nourishment, severed with industrial scissors. This also happens to be, from what I'm told, the most painful yet incredible experience for the birthing mother. Nothing comes close. Her child, which she has been carrying for 40 weeks, give or take, is slowly and painfully expelled from her body and then cut off. This sudden shift from in to out must be nearly impossible to express in words. Jay has loved being pregnant. She is happy as ever, though sometimes uncomfortable. And I'm sure this happiness will not endure once she gives birth. Yet another form of happiness is sure to arise. That of meeting our child and watching her grow slowly, yet way too fast according to many parents I've spoken to. None of this is possible without going through it. As one of Jay's good friends told her, the only way out is through. Some of the best life advice I've heard. Push through the tough times, and you will be the more better for it. Crumble, and you will fall to pieces. Not a single elite athlete makes it to the top without intentionally making things difficult, then overcoming those difficulties through rigorous training. I realize this is going to be the most challenging and difficult thing I have yet to do in my life, but I know it will also be the most rewarding, that is, if I'm able to face it head-on and do my very best. This will be an ultimate test of mindfulness, patience, and flexibility. I have an idea of what kind of parent I'd like to be and what kind of person I'd like to raise, but I also know that things don't always work out the way we wish. So, I am hoping that I can remain open to the natural unfolding of our lives. I hope to be a positive example for her. I hope that she will know and feel my love for her. I hope to be able to develop trust with her. All of this would be much more challenging if her mother were someone else. I don't know where I'd be without Jay. She gave my life purpose and direction simply with her love and with her example. She is naturally the way I wish to be, the most kind, caring, and loving person I know. There is little doubt in anyone who knows her well that she will be nothing short of an excellent mother. In an ideal world, our baby girl would just be a clone of Jay, which may require little of me other than getting out of the way. Now, I say all of this with the awareness that I know little to nothing. Yet, I feel the need to record these thoughts now because they may be lost to me in the near future. Throughout this process, I've been lucky enough to be present for two anatomy ultrasounds, one at 12 weeks and one at 20. Both of these were enlightening and awe-inspiring. 
At 12 weeks, she was able to open and close her hands, curl her toes, and even though she was only the size of a lime, she had tiny fingernails and toenails. Her heart had fully formed all four chambers, already circulating blood to all of her vital organs, which were already in place. In short, a human life was already there and functioning. At 20 weeks, we saw her eyes, nose, skull, spine, ribs, heart, kidneys, everything. And 20 weeks is just the midway point for a full-term baby. And yet there she was, fully formed but on a smaller scale. Though on the monitor, she appeared to be a giant. This is not only amazing to see, but it's made me question my ideas of when exactly life is created. Is life created at 10 weeks, with the heart, brain, nervous system, eyes, mouth, stomach, all in place, or before, or after? It is certainly not created at birth. Obviously, this is the moment the child takes on a life of their own, but it is clearly not the beginning of their life. When does a tree's life begin? Is there a beginning? Does it begin in the seed? At which point? Does it begin with its mother tree? Or its mother's mother's tree? How far back do you go? Or is it simply the moment that the seed finds a suitable environment, fertile soil, and adequate water? Obviously, there is something inside of each sperm which drive it to find an egg. What is that? Is that life? It certainly contains an intelligence and the building blocks to create a human, like the seed, when it finds an egg in which to embed. I suppose that's why this debate is so hot and contentious. The truth is that none of us know. This is not an argument in favor of anything other than thoughtful deliberation. It's just been an interesting contemplation for me of late. In the end, I am simply astonished that Jay and I are taking part in the most amazing thing this life has to offer, and that is the creation and continuation of our lives. There is not a single more important and mind-blowing thing we can do than this, continuing the life that was granted to us. I am so excited and equally nervous because I understand the magnitude of this undertaking. And again, I feel so lucky to be taking on this challenge with such a wonderful person. So there it is, some of the many thoughts I've had over the last eight, nine months. Pretty incredible. Now, I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to get back in front of this microphone, but I hope to have some great news for you when I do. Oh, I almost forgot. I do have one announcement to make. On February 3rd, I asked Jay to marry me. And she said yes. So, we are engaged, and more to come on that later. Thanks again for joining me. This podcast has been a little bit different than most of the rest that you've heard. 
Um, if you're new to this podcast, I always recommend starting with the introduction, episode one. I'll get back on here as soon as I can or am inspired to do so. And until then, enjoy. Enjoy.